0: Welcome to the Healthy Living Podcast, hosted by Coaches Bill and Essen. With so many fitness fads and trends compounded with hundreds of mixed reviews, it is nice to know that this madness can be simplified into meaningful content, whether you want to believe it or not. There are millions of Americans that are literally eating themselves to death, a learned behavior that has been passed down from generation to generation. Let's connect with the team that has the knowledge and experience to change this.
1: Welcome everyone. This is Coach Bill with Coach Eston, and today's segment is regarding general fitness. More specifically, having a healthy body weight, as well as ability to perform physical ex- activities or exercises without tiring easily. And that's pretty much everyone's goal, I hope. Um hmm. is be able to get around easily, feel good about themselves, and you know, be able uh to do things that you Want to do, you know, without being limited because of your your uh, physical limitations, whether it be because your knees are hurting, shoulders are hurt, um, which may be resolve your weight. I think the biggest thing, Esten, is um, weight. Um, yes. More than anything, weight has so much um, wear and tear on your body over a period of time, especially. So. Well, I
0: think um, weight is force, and force is gravity, you're right. Exactly. So the more weight you have, the yeah, more I know. force you have on you. Right.
1: I know at one time or another, we have all tried to get back in shape and we've all failed over and over again. And that's why it's such a big business. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I'd like to go over today is why we always fail. And one of the reasons is why can't we be more consistent? What is the secret recipe, (laughs) formula, method, all of the Mm -hmm. above to being successful in Getting where you want to go. And um, here is something that I'd like to mention that uh, the the Department of Health and Human Services have uh, a guideline and at least 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity. And that's a key word, moderate. And we'll get more into that in a little bit of this podcast. Or 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity a week. Now, We'll we'll, we'll strip that down a little bit about vigorous aerobic. Mm -hmm. There's another term for that, a week. This is all for a week, 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity a week or 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity per week is the guidelines, is what's recommended, Mm -hmm. or they can say a a combination of the two. So, um, So that's a good segue for the next topic, and that is, do we really understand? Do most people understand the difference between aerobic and anaerobic? Do they ask them? I don't think no, they do. They,
0: no, most people don't even know what anaerobic means. People may I think yeah. they understand aerobic because they've seen it on TV with gym commercials or gym equipment. Right. But If you ask most people on the street, like, what does the word aerobic mean? I don't think most would know. And then when you would say anaerobic, you'd probably get a lot of blank stares. They would give examples mm-hmm. like uh, a treadmill, a bicycle. Right. A rowing mm-hmm. machine. Yes, those are aerobic right. machines. And what do you do on them? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. cycle you row, but it's all about time. Mm-hmm. And I think most people understand what aerobic metabolism is versus anaerobic metabolism, or even what the word mm-hmm. metabolism means.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, so let's go back to what the Human Services uh, Department of Health and Human Services Recommends. Okay. So 150 minutes of moderate aerobic. So I like that, the way they worded it, moderate aerobic. Can you why, why is moderate so key when it comes to aerobic?
0: Well, because aerobic activity is done, it's an endurance activity, which means time, and it's slow and steady wins the race. So moderate mm-hmm. means slow and steady. And what's slow and steady? Well, at least to break a sweat, to increase your breathing rate, to increase your heart rate above your normal resting rate. And then be consistent about that over a series of minutes, say, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 at least 20. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Going beyond yeah. 60 minutes, um, you know, you don't, uh, you don't need to do more than basically uh, at least an hour a day of moderate activity, which means just get up and move. Take the right. stairs right. instead of the escalator or elevator. That's one example of how you can do moderate activity throughout the day. And when you add it up at the end of the day, at least you've got an hour in. Yeah. It's better, yeah. you know, I guess if you could do it all at once, but if you, it's called incidental exercises. So if you do a blocks of 20 throughout the day, um, then you've been moving all day and that's moderate activity. That's aerobic because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not stop start. Like getting up from your sofa to go to the kitchen to come back to the sofa is not aerobic.
1: Nope, that's, that's just movement.
0: <laughs> well, it's anaerobic because you're using, you know, sugars to do that, you're not using fats. And fat is what you're Good trying point. to look at body composition.
1: So what's vigorous aerobic really? I mean, that's, that could be combined into one word, couldn't it? Vigorous aerobic?
0: Well, yeah, vigorous aerobic is just a little bit higher than that. More intensity, not sprinting, but now you're really breaking out into a sweat. Now your heart rate and uh, breathing rate are really above uh, any type of moderate resting rate. Um, so if you've ever had to walk up one flight of stairs, how did that feel? That's moderate. How did you have to, how did you feel when you walk up like four flights of stairs? That's more mm-hmm. vigorous feeling.
1: So vigorous oh, that is that being classified like, as anaerobic then?
0: Well, I'm just saying that the feeling that you get, and then you maintain that feeling for 20, 30, 40 minutes. It's, vigorous is more like uh, you almost have to catch your breath. You know, that type of feeling. Whereas moderate is you're breathing a little bit heavier. You can actually, now you're aware of your heart rate. Now you're aware of your breathing. That's more moderate. Mm. But vigorous is that you're almost like panting, but not quite, because panting would then be um, sprinting. And for a lot okay. of people, it takes time to get to, to get to know what's called, you know, your kinesthetic awareness, your awareness of your body and how it feels at different activities. It's a learned behavior. Um, there's a chart called perceived exertion. So on a scale from zero to 10, what do you feel right now? Most people, when they're exercising, should be around a seven, five mm-hmm. to seven. Five would be moderate. Seven would be more vigorous. And as long right. as you can say, well, I kind of feel that on a scale from one to 10, then you're in that, that zone. Anything below a five, let's say, you're anaerobic. Anything above a seven, you could be anaerobic because you're sprinting at that point.
1: So anaerobic, what's so, what's so big about that? Well, I mean, why do I care? Well,
0: ana means not. So anaerobic is not aerobic. So anaerobic is another energy system. We have basically three energy systems in our body. Uh, One Mm -hmm. is like baseline creatine phosphate. It allows you to blink your eyes and all the fun things that you do just to get through the day. Uh, Then when you get Mm -hmm. up and do a little bit more activity, like walking to the mailbox, uh, chopping up vegetables to cook, that's all anaerobic. You use sugars. You can also use Mm -hmm. it to sprint in an emergency. Um, and then the third energy system is aerobic, which is meant for long-distance walking, long-distance activities, um, like we used to do. There was a time mm-hmm. when we didn't cars; <laughs> you had to walk. There was a time yep. whenever you, if you wanted, uh, you know, a meal, you had to like kind of run after the animal. Our bodies today are no mm-hmm. different than those that yep. we live like that. Um, so oh. to use those energy systems, you have to simulate that activity. Hence, the treadmill, the bicycle, the rowing machine. Uh, yep. but again, yeah, meant to give us the ability to cross long distances and have energy to do that. That's why our body stores the uh, the energy in the form of fat in anticipation for needing to do that when we migrated with the herds to follow them. Right. We, we have the same body today as when we lived in bivouacs on the on the tundra hunting caribou. Um,
1: our well, body. What's changed you know, change, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say our bodies don't know that we are, our lifestyle has changed. We now Correct. drive cars. We have escalators. We have elevators. Correct. Our bodies are, don't know that, and therefore we are not adapting too well to that high technology, which is helping us. In fact, now it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's coming back to hurt us by storing the body fat because we're eating a lot of high-fatty foods, which, again, fat is very hard to find in nature. So when we mm-hmm. did find it, our body stored it. Now you can walk up to any speaker and say, I'll have a super value meal, and it's laden with fat. Our bodies don't understand that. So on a biochemical Nor does level... does it care. Is doing, well, your body is doing what it's designed to do. You bring in an ingredient, right. it puts it where it's supposed to go. Sugar goes to mm-hmm. the liver. Fat, if you're not using it, goes right to adipose tissue. Minerals mm-hmm. can go to the bone or wherever they're needed. It's just doing what it's de- our DNA is programmed to do, regardless of supply and demand. So right, right. now we have... Right really more supply than the demand. And that's where you're getting into these storage problems with obesity. So you keep adding on, and well, also sugar. Sugar can also be stored. Sugar can also yep. be stored as fat. So, yep. so our bodies are just Showed doing what it. they're designed to do based on the original model. And the model hasn't changed right. much yet. We're, our appendix is you know, a secondary stomach that shrank. We're slowly losing our little toe on our foot. But other systems in our body have not adapted to this new way of living which is you know everything's instantaneous you don't have to hunt down mm-hmm. your food right you don't have to climb a tree so, uh,
1: <laughs> right point taken right so that's why we have so, to uh,
0: simulate that we call that exercise
1: and, and a lot of people uh i mean i don't get, get this up too much but there's a lot of things about cortisol cortisol and then there's uh you have um, insulin. Those are all fat blockers, meaning that there's a, there's a time and place to have they they are needed. And, and to your point, your body doesn't care, or understand why we're doing it. It just knows that it has to do it when it, when when there's fight or flight is a cortisol. That's when you get the aerob, anaerobic. Um, yep. There's a time and place for that. It used to be, not anymore. But we like you to your point. We have to simulate that um, insulin when you eat uh that prepares your, your cells and you for put sugars so it, for energy. It prepares it. it. Doesn't care why it's doing it, it just has to do it because it's t- it has a, a trigger you're eating and it says, well I've got to get ready to for get my energy to my cells, you know. So that's we have to simulate and we've lost track of that. And that's what to my next point is why is fitness always tied to exercise first and foremost? Because it sells. I mean, you have all this equipment, all that, whether it be the the, the equipment you um, you use to work out, or this, this, the the equipment you take with you to work out with, the, the clothes, the water bottles, you know, the towels, the post, pre, and 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 um, during exercise drinks and shakes and all that stuff. It all sells. Um, I know we had a little discussion before we went on this podcast about fitness. Um, I used to be like, I have to go to the gym. And I did. And I was getting very, very little results. I was fussing my butt. Yeah.
0: We talked about that before. 80% of who you are is your food. You got,
1: yeah,
0: you can exercise all you want, but if you don't put the right foods in you to modify your body to the way that it should adapt to the exercise, it's like, it's like people that take, I don't know, high blood pressure medication, and still
1: don't deal with their anger issues. It's also how to eat it, when to eat it. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, there's so much to your body, but once you understand how it works, then, um, it's easy to train it and then you get your results. So, but that's hard to do. That's how you sell something like that. It's because it's, it's a process. Fitness so when exercise I- sales because it's not a process. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a product that you're selling. Good. Well, when I
0: was a trainer, I used to give like easy tools for people to use when it came to food and portion control. I'd say put up your the palm of your hand, put it out. The palm is protein. The fingers are carbohydrates like vegetables. And the thumb is fat. That's what every meal should be. Does that make sense? So what would be a fat? What would be a fat? Fat could be, what could be like um, a sauce. Something you're adding to like, you know um hollandaise sauce if you're having eggs benedict only have about as Mm -hmm. only as much as your thumb can cover on top of the eggs instead of drowning it in holiday sauce have just a little sprinkle of it just to taste gotcha All you need Mm -hmm. you don't need it to be drowning in it even sometimes that includes certain sauces like they have a lot of sugars in them a lot of fats in them some pasta sauces you know you got to read ingredients to find out what's in it um Mm -hmm. So that those are just some uh, quick little tools I would give somebody. So let's say you have a, a chicken breast. That should be the size of the palm of your hand. Let's say you're going to have some mixed steamed vegetables. That should be able to fit on your fingers. And let's say you want to put a little butter on your, your vegetables. Well, that should be the size of your thumb. And that width, The width gotcha. the of your thumb. And then let that melt all through it. And then you get a little bit of everything. Because it's not that fat is mm-hmm. bad. We need fat. Without fat, we don't have myelin sheathing for our nerves we don't have certain hormones mm-hmm. we need them. but again too much is again not a good thing yep. this fat again is yep. meant to be utilized other than you know our infrastructure it's also a fuel source and unless you're using it as a fuel source your body will store it thinking for feast or famine never realizing the yep. famine's coming yeah so it, it
1: doesn't it doesn't care why stowing doing it
0: it just knows it has to. biochemically it's pre-programmed to, to do what it does. And w- until we can do genetic re-engineering, like on Star Trek,
1: it's not going to change. Right. So we have a l- little time for that. So that that's a nice segue to the next topic is how does one know they're in good health? And I know we had a nice discussion about the BMI body mass index. What does that mean? What do you mean? But what's a body mass index? And That's an old way of, of calculating what your high, your your weight and your height, right? Yeah, to give an overall regardless of your age or your or your gender, correct?
0: Yeah, it's based on body morphology, where there was an assumption that men have certain types of bodies and women's have certain types of bodies, and mm-hmm. um, it's basically it's I think the last time it was updated was in the nineteen fifties or sixties, when the average mm-hmm. male was five ten, and the average woman was maybe five four. Well, in modern times. The average man now is about six foot, and the six average foot. woman is about five nine, five ten. So yeah. the yeah,
1: so yeah. it's, it's some out data. We actually had some fun with this. We did our own calculations, right? So we did this BMI with uh, my uh, measurements: 219, uh, and my BMI. Again, let's pull up this chart. The, the, the chart, my ideal weight uh, was with the BMI it was one ninety three. Okay, I'm 219. So I fell into the overweight category. Mm-hmm. On the uh, flip side, we're both in agreement, and we do stress about body fat is the more modern uh, measuring tool or measuring uh, stick. It's called body composition,
0: where you, you measure your body fat versus your lean body mass to give your ideal
1: uh, health. Right. That's more of a in the uh, more accurate Indicator. So I was 11.8% body fat, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: even though the BMI said I was overweight. Yes. Um, Or over
0: fat is what they're saying to you. Okay. When they say overweight, they mean over fat.
1: They mean over fat. Uh, Maybe they do. Probably they do. Um, 11.8% is my body fat. So I fall in the category of of athlete. Yes. You were 6'4", 230. Mm-hmm. and our ages are both in the getting well mid fifties, almost you're, you're, you're higher, you're 50s. Yes, uh, your, your, your higher, your later fifties, Yes, your body fat was 11, 11%, mm-hmm. which is in the category of athletes. So we're both in a category of athletes, meaning that if you look at an athlete, you think someone said you're athletic or you're not athletic, but you're, you're, you feel like an athlete. That's a compliment. That means you're in good health. Yeah. I yeah, would, that's performance agree, that's yes.
0: physiology, but according to our body structures, Body fat said we were healthy. BMI said we weren't. Correct. That's the main thing to take away from this. That, so therefore, that's why I feel, and I think you feel, body composition is a better indicator than BMI. BMI can be very skewed because it doesn't take into mm-hmm. the composition of the total body
1: Correct. weight. To really understand that if if the weight is not the – the main factor in determining if you're in good health or not. It's the amount of fat that you hold. Wouldn't you agree, Aston? Yes, it's the
0: composition of your total body weight, your lean body mass versus your fat mass.
1: So lean body, and for, is that all one, one how do you calculate your lean body mass? Is this, I know oh. I have a formula, but is there a way to really, for someone on the average Joe out there to understand what that means, lean body yeah. mass?
0: Generally, it's done by doing what's called skin calibrations, in which a skin caliper is used to measure your subcutaneous body fat. That's the skin, that's the fat under your skin at certain key points. There's a formula mm. that's followed, and then that's put into a, a graph that you, that, I mean, there's cheat sheets that personal trainers and exercise physiologists have. It's a very long metabolic formula, but basically, having that done. Um, and online, there are certain um, websites you can go to. I believe you found one or two that they can actually mm-hmm. do it themselves and then put in the formula. But the key thing is, is lean body mass is everything that your weight is minus fat. I think you need to know to be healthy to find out if your lean body mass is higher than your fat mass, obviously percentage wise. Generally speaking, okay, a man cool. being around 10 to 12 percent is very healthy and a woman being around 12 to 18 is healthy generally speaking
1: so uh, like you said I, just say someone wants to go to a doctor is there is it, does it have to be a doctor can it be someone no. uh no, most okay. personal
0: trainers um who are certified through acsm or even afa would know how to do a body fat skin calibration so I okay. would seek out trainers that are certified through the American College of Sports Medicine or the Aerobics and Fitness Association of America. Those are just two that come to mind.
1: Okay. There's, there's several others, obviously. Yeah.
0: And if they um, are a member, let's say, of a hospital-based wellness center, um, mm. usually exercise physiologists, which have a degree in exercise science, uh, will also know how to do a body fat calibration. Some dietitians even know how to do it
1: very good mm-hmm. and uh I, after this podcast over, I'll actually put a link out there to the um, website where that i use um, okay.
0: yeah.
1: and again it's just a it's, it's a rough estimate it's a mm-hmm. general idea on how where you stand with things, so it's something that and when it comes to um fitness it's not a perfect science it's really trying to understand where you where you are in um, in a um, I guess a measurement or a category is a better choice of words. Where do, what yeah, category 100%. are you following? Are you obese, overweight? Are you, uh, are uh, I like guess, we're athletes? You know, things like that. That's, what, that's how I gauge myself and my clients is what category are you following? It doesn't have to be exactly, yeah. but, um, you know, it's something that um, it's good to know. I mean, you're, we're not training to be um, Olympic athletes, we're not training, to, we're not in football, basketball, we're not getting paid to play anything. We're, we get paid to work, but, um, our health, um, understand how your body works and how to keep it a fit is what we're all about. So
0: yeah, category it, is more important. It, yeah there's a difference between athletic and being an athlete. True. Yeah. Usually athlete True. is a profession. Yeah. It's a short term career, but being athletic can be a lifelong health status.
1: Good point. Yep. Very good point. That's a nice segue to our next topic, which is how do I find, or how does someone, someone find the right fitness program? Um, what does that mean? Uh, the, I'll answer that with a question. What kind of program are you looking for? Are you looking to build bulk? Are you looking to um, get thin or to stay thin, to to have lean body muscle? Are you looking to be able to run a marathon? There's so many t- different types of programs that um you can fall into so, so it's and mm-hmm. what do you like mm-hmm.
0: to do do you like to walk do you like to cycle do you like to swim and, and we're not talking you know like at the point where like you're exercising but do you enjoy the water do you enjoy just walking outdoors with your dog do you like playing with your children in the backyard those are all activities mm-hmm. that can then springboard you into a more consistent quote unquote exercise program yeah <laughs> most people like to walk most people do and if you have a mm-hmm. pet like a dog you have to walk your dog anyways. So big or small, you still have to, your dog need exercise like you do. So maybe that's the first place to start Buy a, a um, halter for your dog. Leash him up and go.
1: Yep. Yep. And, and here's the thing that, um, a lot of people overlook and That is, it's a progression. Um, we live in a society where everything is quick, you know, you go up to everything's like a drive through mentality and then I'm going to drive through, get my, what I want. And I'm good to go. Uh, when it comes to this, what to a pro to eating, to work, to exercising, to being fit, quote unquote fit, I put quotes on there because fit is, is a terminology that's relative to, to the, to the individual. Right. Uh, sure. but being healthy is not healthy is what we were just talking about, which is just lean muscle muscle mass, excuse me, and your body fat percentage. That's, doesn't matter regardless of who you are and what you like to do. That is pretty much consistent throughout. Through um, no matter what you do, and and but then when it comes to this, the right fitness program, um, it's going to take time to 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 achieve what you are looking for. Usually, I mean, you just can't all of a sudden um, for when one week just just pretty much kill yourself at the gym and expect to be good to go the next week. It doesn't work that way. So
0: yeah, I always say, give first, yourself at least a year. If you finish it in six to nine months, you're ahead of gold. It took yes, you years to get where point. you are. It's going to take a few months to reverse the to- in the hands of
1: time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least a couple months. I'd say at least, at least three months to break the habits. Bad habits, eating yeah, as well. About, yeah, you're right. It um, is your
0: mentality about habits. Yeah. It's about breaking habitual habits and also turning off that recorder in your mind that says you're a failure, you're not worth this. That you know, that whole little conversation sure. that people have in their heads. You've got to reprogram that tape too.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And um the thing that a lot of people don't understand is it's it really comes to the first step in fitness is eating. And um, what I tell people is if you have anything, I, I give them a chart or a list of foods they can choose from. It, come, it ranges anywhere from mixed nuts to steak, you know, and, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a schedule throughout the day, three times a day, at least, um, without any snacks. But, um, anyways, you start there. If you can't be consistent with the way you eat, how can you be consistent in exercising? <laughs> um yes. E- eating consistently is consistently so much easier than exercise because exercise does take more energy. A and B, you have to have, find a place to exercise. And C, you have to be willing to at least spend an hour buffering. It could, be, it could be 20, it could be 30 minutes, but at least an hour to when you get up, to when you get going, to when you finish, to when you sit down. It could be an hour, it could be less. But the point is, if you can't be consistent in eating, how do you expect to be consistent in exercise? Correct. So. You know, if you learn to be consistent, at least one of those things, it does, like you said, to springboard other things. You'd be consistent in exercise, and you'd be consistent in, in um, wanting to do more and and be willing to try different things, and also with eating. So it's it's to your point, Esther, that uh, you have to be committed. Your mindset has to be committed. But with that being said, who can help you with that? And I have a note in here, and we can talk about that, is find a wellness coach someone that can that understands this process of of, of breaking habits of someone who understands that it's going to take some time who's willing to put the time in with you he's going to step you through that and be uh, helping you and encouraging you Um, another thing is um, having someone to do this workout with is there anything else you want to add to that anything i may have missed with those two points
0: no I would say just look at your environment. I always say start with what you have, and then when you get more motivation, then if you need to go to join like an outside source, like a gym, then do that. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. if you have financial constraints, um, if you've got your own body weight, and if you've got a surface to walk on and an area to walk within, you've got your built-in gym. Um, a lot of people don't.
1: Good point. Don't feel, Good point.
0: They don't feel A lot of people don't feel secure in gyms because they feel like they're being judged, and sometimes they are, and I get that. Uh, but that's something I would say is just make keep it simple. It doesn't have to be as complex. Our bodies are designed to move. So just move.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um I like the buddy system only because Yeah. I've been doing this for about three years. So it's not hard for me to get motivated because I because I've been doing it. You know, it's a habit. I formed a habit, something that I can't do without. But it really was um it really encouraged me when I was doing those First year of, of getting breaking the bad habits, changing my, the way of thinking, to have someone to push me a little bit, and I like the body system only because it helps lean on the other person. To uh, to you're accountable to them. If they're doing it, why can't you do it? Type of thing, you know. If you have a
0: dog, I keep going back to pets, but pets are wonderful. There you go, pets, companions. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. I don't know about cats, yeah. but dogs <laughs> or birds, but dogs, dogs, make, dogs make great, great from buddies.
1: Yeah. yeah, they are. Cause they love think, to move too. They like to run. They like to yeah. jump. They do. And I like, well, that's actually a nice point because a lot of people might be embarrassed. And I'm, I want to state to everyone out there that don't be afraid to express yourself to try these different things because, um, it's, it's about you anyways. It's not about what other people think. It's about what's good for you. And that's your opinion is what counts is what you think about yourself. So don't be afraid to go outside your, 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 um, comfort zone. And try different things because there's so many ways. And you mentioned four of them, Eston, about how to get fit. Our bodies are designed to move, just move. What do you mean by that? I mean, just get up and get a cup of coffee, sit down. No, <laughs> yeah. no, you, know, you, you, you use a little bit of um, ingenuity here. I mean, try to be moving consistently over at least 20 minutes. That-
0: incidental exercise with taking stairs instead of elevators and escalators You know, going out and washing your car, doing gardening, raking leaves, um, doing your laundry, all those things. When you add it up at the end of the day, you've been active all day and that burns calories. Now, granted, it may be stop start. So um, that could help build a little bit of strength and um, a little bit of power in your muscles. But then take that and start walking around the block, you know, as you decompress from working all day or to rev up to get ready for the day. Get up half an hour earlier than you normally would and walk. Or just before you go to bed, take half an hour before you go to bed, walk. Trust me, it's the best sedative, especially if you're having trouble it sleeping. Is. Do a nice little mm-hmm. uh, walk with purpose, a little sweat
1: on the upper lip, and take a nice hot shower, and you'll sleep like a baby. And when you're done with that, you shouldn't be like you mentioned earlier in this podcast. You shouldn't be hopping and popping and really sweating. You should have – your your heart should be elevated. You should be breathing a little bit heavier. Uh, that's aerobic. You know, that's that's – one way to gauge how hard you should go. So it's all good. And um, I know, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say,
0: there's one thing that if someone's asking like, what's a complete fitness center, we used to call them 20, 20, 20s. Do 20 minutes of cardio, 20 minutes of strength training, 20 minutes of flexibility. Everyone forgets to stretch. Stretching is Mm -hmm. also a viable way of getting um, strength and power in your your body. Um, Especially as we get older, we lose flexibility. We become more rigid. Um, So especially as we get older. Don't forget flexibility. Um, so do twenty, twenty, twenty. That gives you, you know, there's your almost your hour. You know, by the time yeah. you warm up yeah. and cool Very down, good. you know, do that's a nice mm-hmm. way to break it up. You can do it in any sequence that you want. Although I recommend flexibility at the end because your body's Absolutely. all warm, the muscles are are more pliable. They won't tear as easy. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. just a, 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 just off the top. If someone's looking for some type of easy structure, just do twenty, twenty, twenties.
1: Yep. And I, I would also add to that that um, stretching also helps with the circulation areas of, that the muscle, the micro fibers have been torn by working out. It helps with you flush that through and get the healing. It helps with the healing process. Okay. So basically, we already mentioned these things about you know having a buddy. Uh, it's, it starts with a mindset. Um, it's very difficult to train your own, and especially when you're getting home from work, a long day at work, um, but. If you really wanted to have a change in your life, if you really want to see a difference and how a difference, a positive difference of getting fit, how well you feel and how you forget how it is to be healthy because you're so used to being unhealthy, um, you've really got to be willing to do it. And remember, just because someone is healthier or looks healthier than you or, or doing more weight or can run faster, jump higher, it doesn't matter. It's, it's really about the individual. One size doesn't fit all. You just can't base yourself on someone else. But you can base on their habits. Do they eat well? Yes. Are they consistent in their eating? Yes. Do they exercise regularly? Yes. Um, Do they sleep well? Yes. Yes. All these yeses add up to great health. So anything else you want to add, Esten?
0: Well, then also we talked about earlier about being, you know, getting a buddy. And for some people that are very isolated, they don't feel comfortable reaching out to somebody Use the reflection in your mirror as your buddy. Fall in love with yourself, support Mm. yourself, and then embrace the changes that you begin to see and give yourself a pat on the back as you notice your inches are changing. Because weight may not change because it's about density, but if you're noticing that you have a a more defined neckline, you're noticing that you have a waistline better, that your thighs have a little bit more space between them. Those are things to celebrate, and why not do that with your best buddy, which is yourself? And that's the person you see in the mirror. So mm. I would just add that Good when point. we see buddy system um, if you're not comfortable reaching out to somebody or you don't have a pet you you're already born with everything you need. You're born with yourself. Mm. You you should be your own best friend, your own cheerleader. Because if not, like Paul, Paul says, if you can't love yourself, how can you love anybody else? Well, if you don't support yourself, how can you expect other people to support you? So that would just be one thing. Or you won't be. you will
1: be a, a... great 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 point. And I was going to add to that, and sorry to interrupt, that if, yep. you, can't, uh, if you can't do that, how can you accept praise from someone else? You, you, would, right. you won't be able to receive it. If you can't do it to yourself, how are you going to receive it, too? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, let's face it. Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say it, you, you see that when a lot of people can't accept compliments because they don't compliment themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that goes back to yeah. that earlier podcast that we talked about dysmorphia self-loathing, looking mm-hmm. in the mirror and saying, Oh my God, who could ever love someone like me? Well, if you're saying right. that, that's probably what you're putting out. So that that's another part when I was talking about reprogramming that little voice in your head, which is your worst enemy. Sometimes make it your best friend, but your words have power. They become action. And um, that's your motivating force. So when you're at your lowest yep. and you're not succeeding because you slipped up one day, that's the voice that you want to hear in your head. Like, it's okay everyone slips up and it's okay ice cream's ice cream at least you didn't eat the whole container you had a bowl okay moving forward
1: yep and remember that it's it's not that one day that makes a difference it's at the end of the week
0: Correct.
1: more good more goods than bad pat yourself on the back and that's what it's all about having more good than bad and eventually you have a lot more good than and very little bad and that that's um what it's all about good point Well, that ends our podcast um, for today with Coach Bill and Coach Esten. Until next time, you know, be healthy, be strong, and be a life warrior.
0: And be well. The opinions and topics expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily support the opinions and views of the wellness community. We would love to hear your thoughts, so click on the message button and give us your constructive feedback. Thank you for listening and make a positive difference today.